This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And welcome, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. We get out of the gate and we kick off the month of May, uh, David, following President Biden's speech earlier uh, this week. A lot of conversation about taxes, and then a big conversation uh, today about uh, what happens with all of our money when it comes time for us to leave the world. We want to leave to our children. Legacy is important for my wife and I. Good show today. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, the audience is tuning in today. It's going to be a critical uh, critical conversation today. We want to get a lot of folks some great education about what's going on out there. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about taxes because we know taxes are, you know, they're a part of retirement planning that, you know, you have that silent partner called the IRS. And our job here at Thrive and our partners that we work with, our job is to help people mitigate those tax bills as best as possible. So we're going to talk today um, because here's something that's actually going I don't know if you know this or not, but baby boomers are projected to pass down an estimated $68 trillion in wealth. Wow. That's a lot of money, Ooh, right? So us baby boomers, right? The folks that we got 10,000 of us turning age 65 every day for like the next 15 years. So I, I'm in that category. You, you and I are baby you, yeah, okay. we're both in, the, in that category. Karen debates I, I, it a little I'm bit. I'm debatable on that you know, one. She's, like, it's, she's not sure if it's 63 or 64, <laughs> 1963 or 64. <laughs> I am not, though. Brett is definitely not Stop in bragging. there. Right? There you go. But so we want to help people understand that, um, you know, this silent partner IRS is looking for all kinds of different ways. The topic that we're going to talk about today, and we've got a special guest coming up uh, in uh, segment two and in segment three, uh, Jamie Morgan, who is an estate planning attorney with Fendrick and Morgan, uh, Fendrick Morgan. So we're excited to have her. She's an expert in the area. And uh, we've teamed up with Jamie just to talk about these types of things in preparation for our clients. Uh, a lot of people probably listening to this show have not really had this topic on their radar much because there has been this huge exemption of wealth for a lot of folks. Now, something I read uh, yesterday is that the changes, the proposed possible changes to the estate tax rules was actually omitted out of the current economic plan that Joe Biden is putting forth. That doesn't mean it was omitted this time. That doesn't mean that it's going to happen permanently. It's just an agenda item, right? So we want to talk a lot today that if you now fall into that category where estate taxes, now I want to make sure people know that, right? That's, it's not state taxes. 
This is estate, federal estate taxes, where the federal government, because you've accumulated wealth at a certain level, wants to take a portion of that. So we want to talk about some different types of strategies that can help you get prepared for that. So today on the show, what we're going to talk about is estate planning basics. We're going to talk about a popular estate planning strategy that was recently eliminated. We're going to talk about a continued conversation about the tax benefits of Roth IRAs. And again, if we're going to be tax planners and not tax procrastinators, this conversation should start now versus last minute, you know, in December 25th of 2021. We want to start getting plans in place today for that. And we want to talk about how to bring up the conversation with loved ones about wealth transferring. It's an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, but we're starting to see parents wanting to have that conversation with the next generation so that everybody's prepared. Yes. You know, when we start talking about loved ones, charity, government, when you're no longer with us, where do you want your money to go? What you find is this topic talking about estate planning is just as important And when we start talking about it with taxes at the end of the day. And it's the importance and understanding how all the different puzzle pieces um, put together. I think someone, I'm sure Jamie will comment on this later in the show. I think someone had shared with me a long time ago when you start talking about estate planning is you can either pay a little bit now and set it all up properly or you're going to pay a heck of a lot more later because you didn't set things up properly. So uh, I'm excited about today's show and, and hearing what Jamie has to, to share with us and, and really just talk about what can we do up front to be proactive against spending a little bit up front so to ensure that, again, where when we are no longer here is, is looking at that money's going to go to our loved ones and charities and, and, and looking at it all. So, I mean, I, I'm excited to get uh, this, uh, this show running and hearing from our special guests. And I think that's what differentiates us from normal financial advisors, your average financial advisor. When you come in for your first appointment with us, that's one of the questions we ask other than how, you know, checking how your money's invested, what your long-term goals are, is do you have an estate plan? Do you have a trust? Do you have a plan in force? Uh, had somebody come in, he brought his information with me, and he realized it had been so long since he looked at his uh, will and estate plan that he left one of his children out of the estate plan, and they were in their late teens at this point. So it's probably was 15 years since he had somebody take a look at it. So that's important. And yeah, you might be passed away and some people might think, man, what's it matter? What matters is you worked really long. You worked hard like you do, Joe, for your money. Do you want it to go to the government, like Brett said, or do you want it to pass smoothly and easily to your family? That's what's important. Yeah, and, and here again, like I said earlier in the segment, it, it's kind of off most people's radar. I mean, here's the reason, right? We've all heard about celebrities who've died without wills, like, you know, Prince Michael Jackson, and then the disagreements of the estate trying to set, you know, for years, these types of things going on. In our office here at Fort Washington, in our hallway, we actually have posters of all the estate planning mistakes by celebrities. It's really interesting to see people, you know, what they stop and they, oh, gee, I, I didn't know that happened. Or And people that you think are incredibly intelligent and very successful don't pay attention to dotting the I's and crossing the T's, right? So, um, like Larry King, he died recently. He amassed a fortune worth about $50 million. But because he had <laughs> eight marriages, 
right? There were so many different iterations that it wasn't followed up on and creates all kinds of challenges. So again, today we're going to spend, um, I think people really going to want to tune in on segment two and three and listen to Jamie talk about the different things that are coming up, right? So this is about preparation. She's going to cover the basics, right? What's kind of the basic estate plan that everybody needs? And then she'll talk about like the qualifications that make, hey, maybe I do need a trust. Here's what we got to start thinking about. And what's that process? What's it like working with an attorney who specializes? What can you expect on that first appointment and then how that process goes through? So as we go through the show, what I would say is if you are interested in finding out more about this process, just go out to our website, thrivefinancialservices.com and put your information in and we'll make sure ultimately we'll get you connected with Jamie if you want to have that in-depth conversation. Quick question for you. Do you think mistakes are made in this area by ignorance or by just a refusal to deal with it? I think it's a combination of both. And I also think, again, it's just procrastination, yeah, right? Yeah. A lot That's of people, the word I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, it's really that. And, and again, we're going to try to bring that to light for today uh, and get people kind of out of that procrastination stage. As we always do, or as they always do, they being Thrive Financial Services, you will be more educated today about estate planning when the show concludes. Back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, before we jump into this, David, I want to give the phone number out for Thrive Financial Services, 215-798-9088. It's the only number in the Delaware Valley where you can call and get educated. It's unbelievable. Well, people are really going to get educated in this next segment. I'm very excited to have Jamie Morgan from Fendrick Morgan. She's a estate planning attorney based over in New Jersey and uh, an amazing professional, very skilled at what she does. We got a chance to talk a little bit, um, you know, a few different times about clients that we have. And uh, we just have a very good comfort. Uh, We feel, you know, again, anytime that we try to introduce uh, our clients to anybody, you know, we go through a vetting process. We make sure they're the right type of person. They're bringing education first, right? And then if there's a, if it's a suitable situation, we do that. So folks, I really want you to listen in as I bring Jamie in. Uh, Jamie, first, I wanted to welcome you to the show, uh, Thrive Retirement Roadmap Show. So we're excited to have you. And Thank um, you. Happy to be here. Awesome. And uh, we just want to kick it off. You know, I think we start with the basics, all right? Just try to get people to understand what they should be thinking about. And as we talk, we'll start to talk about um, the possible changes that are coming down the pike that people really need to get prepared with. I love that, Brett, because I, I talk with clients all day, of course, about estate planning. And that's what I consider myself, right? I'm an estate planner. But I think there's such a misconception out there about what that term means. And, you know, I, I years ago, I had a client and I, I frankly, I was buying a car. And this, the woman, the saleswoman was looking at me and she said, you look so familiar to me, so familiar, I can't place it. And I said, I think I did your estate plan. She said, no, 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 I don't have an estate plan. I'm thinking, well, I'm pretty sure you do. But we go on and on. And finally, she says, oh, I know. You're the lawyer who did my will. And I thought, oh, geez. You you know, I've, I've... 
not done such a great job here. But I will tell you that in my world, what constitutes or what makes up an estate plan is a collection of documents that helps you provide for your family when you're gone and also allows you to be in charge of the decision makers, both during lifetime and, again, after you pass. So at the most basic level, that's your will, right? The who gets what. How are your assets to be distributed and divided when you're no longer here? And who is in charge of that process? That's your executor. But you also need a financial power of attorney and also a health care power of attorney because those documents are going to be important to allow you to take control over who's making decisions on your behalf if, heaven forbid, you can't make them for yourself. So those three documents together, again, at the most fundamental level, they round out an estate plan, and every one of us, you know, should have each of them. Jamie, is there an age that's, you know, we get that question a lot. It's like, when do I get this started? Um, Now, you know, again, I know that the will is the most basic form, but so critical. What age would you say somebody should actually be considering putting that in place? As soon as they start to acquire, I'll say, stuff, right? As soon as they have some some resources, some assets in their name, maybe they have their first job, they're funding a retirement account, they're acquiring some wealth, maybe they buy their first home. You know, when you have some assets in your name, you really want to make sure that you're taking some control and some ownership over how those assets are distributed when you pass away. Because I, I often say, even if you don't develop and prescribe your own estate plan, it doesn't mean that you don't have one. It just means that the plan that you have is the one imposed by the state, right? It's called the intestacy laws. And the rules are a lot more complicated and often don't get the assets where you want them to go if you don't affirmatively say so. Um, so the other, the other point, though, when people really suddenly become motivated to get an estate plan in place is certainly when they have their first child, right, guardianship. It is in your will that you designate someone to take custody and care of your minor children. So that's certainly a time when people become inspired all of a sudden to take their planning more seriously. Um, New Jersey, I will say, is a very probate-friendly state. So a point that I think is worth mentioning is that the probate process, right, after you pass away, who's in charge and how do we administer your estate, that varies. So you'll hear some planners out there telling you that you must have a living trust, you must, you must. That's not necessarily the case. Certainly, there are a lot of opportun- or a lot of times where we encourage our clients to incorporate a living trust into their plan as, as part of the plan. Um, we do that for privacy. We do that for probate avoidance. But New Jersey, Pennsylvania, where I do most of my, you know, where I have my practice, probate's not such a big deal. So living trust just for the sake of having one, you know, are not necessarily a an essential component to the plan, but certainly something we talk about with our clients as we move through. Jimmy, you know, uh, David Dave, uh, David had mentioned a little bit earlier about $68 trillion of wealth being passed down from baby boomers. And there's so many times after our workshops that uh, people in the audience will come up to us and say, you know what, my parents are private. Like, 
What, what, what's the best advice that you can give out there to people to just bring up that conversation where it's children and parents having that engagement and that dialogue? Because I don't think anyone ever has the intentions to leave the most amount of money to the government, but it's having those hard conversations of making sure everyone's on the same page of, of heading towards a common goal. What, what advice would you, would you give that to is people? The truth. I mean, I think that the best approach there is to be direct, you know, to be armed with a little bit of information. And and none of us want to sound self-serving. You know, nobody wants to say, hey, mom, dad, protect all of your assets so that there's more for me when you're gone. You know, that's certainly not the message that we want to convey. But it's more that, hey, mom, dad, did you know that? You know, there's an estate tax out there. Did you know that if you leave money to me, then it's at risk to my creditors or that it's at risk if I get divorced? Did you know that, you know, the, there are changes looming to the federal estate tax exemption? You know, so that I think is a pretty, um, um, you know, a, a, an easy approach that allows children to, to broach those conversations with their parents. I also think the baby boomers are a little bit more open to those conversations than their parents' generation. You know, I'm, right. um, my clients are, are, you know, are much more um, willing to have these conversations than they were, you know, 20 years ago. And, um, you know, these things are just becoming a little bit more even mainstream, you know, and, and children are being more emboldened to raise the issues, which I think is definitely a step in the right direction. Jamie Morgan is our special guest here on Roadmap to Retirement, the, ra- the radio show. Uh, Jamie, an estate attorney already checking the box. Good information. Yeah, absolutely. This is great stuff. What other basics would you say, Jamie, that uh, our audience should be thinking about? Well, certainly, I mean, the... Um, Healthcare and financial powers of attorney are basics, and I know I mentioned them a few moments moments ago, but the healthcare power of attorney is a document that everyone should have that appoints someone to make medical decisions on their behalf if they can't make them for themselves. That's a very big deal. You don't want your children fighting over whether or not mom or dad wanted life support or whether they would want to be put on a ventilator. So you want to, one, create the document, but then, two, use that as a jumping-off point to um, engage in a conversation with your loved ones to make sure you have that in place. You're really not doing them any favors, not doing your family any favors by, you know, putting your head in the sand and pretending that you're going to live forever, right? That ostrich approach doesn't help anybody when it comes to planning. So you really want to make sure that's squared away. And of course, the same for financial powers of attorney. Want to make sure they are in order. Um, The other thing when we're talking about planning for our children, there really, there's a whole host of, of considerations that go into those discussions. And I know we talk about preserving legacy, and often that goes just beyond the kids, right? We want to preserve the assets for our children, and then we hope that the assets are there to stay in the family tree and ultimately pass down to future generations. So even for those clients who maybe don't have a a state large enough to worry about the federal estate tax, which we'll talk about a little bit more, um, even those clients want to want to preserve their wealth for future generations. And so dynasty planning and, you know, multi-generational planning makes a lot of sense for folks 
regardless of their wealth, right? Whatever you have, you want it to go to your loved ones, to your kids and your grandkids. So there are a lot of tools that we have that we employ on behalf of our clients. And, and you know, with today's society, we know that, you know, 50% of marriages end up in divorce. And, you know, if you've got parents, right, the kids are married, there ends up a divorce, there's grandkids, it gets very complex, right? So, yeah, I mean, no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you maybe just take a minute and talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you one of, I think, you know, the, one of my, one of the planning techniques I use perhaps more than any other is to create lifetime trusts for children. Now, I think trusts are, are another term that is, that should be demystified, right? What is a trust? A trust is a legal document that appoints someone to be in charge, that's the trustee, appoints someone else or designates someone else to be the beneficiary, right? That could be the adult child. And the trust sets forth the terms. Now, we often create lifetime trusts for our adult children to give them some protection. So if that adult child inherits from you and the monies go to them outright, Well, now they're at risk to equitable distribution or division in the context of a divorce. But if the assets land in in a trust for the lifetime benefit of that child, they can get divorce protection, creditor protection, and stay in the bloodlines and ultimately pass down to grandchildren. So those lifetime family protection trusts are um, a tremendous uh, tool in my box. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We're just getting started with Jamie Morgan, who is an estate attorney, as we go to a commercial break. Uh, Brett, Jamie, used a word that you often use when we do these radio programs weekly, the ostrich effect. You say it often. Don't be the ostrich. Yes, sir. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. As we come to you, we thank everybody for tuning in. Again, that phone number, 215-798-9088. That number is for Thrive Financial Services. Brett? Yeah, so we're going to continue in the segment. Um, we're, we're excited to have Jamie Morgan on with us, who's a, a local state attorney. And, uh, you know, in the last segment, we talked about some of these basics. But, again, with all the information that started coming out this past week, um, from President uh, Biden's uh, new agenda related to estate and taxes. Jamie, we'd love to get your perspective on, number one, talking about, hey, that big $23 million figure and everyone thinking, ah, I'd never have to worry about that. Now, all of a sudden, we're hearing about a number of $3.5 million floating around and really what that means for a lot of listeners in the Delaware Valley. Yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting. You know, I've been doing this a little bit more than about 20 years at this point, and I have seen the federal estate tax go up and up and up, and then it disappeared for a year in 2010. We had an all-out repeal. And then, you know, right now, as you mentioned, this uh, federal estate tax exemption of $11.7 million per person, you know, there's less than 1% of the population has an estate tax issue right now. But if Biden would reduce the federal estate tax down to $3.5 million, which is what he campaigned on, you know, he said during the, the candidacy, that he'd like to see that number drop somewhere between 3 and $5 million, you know, obviously a lot more folks are going to have an estate tax issue than they do right now. I, I heard that yesterday too, Brett, that the reduction to the federal estate tax was not in his current proposal, and he certainly didn't mention it last night in his remarks. But, but stay tuned on that. As you said, I think anything is on the table, and I, I do think that that number is going to come down. I would be shocked if it didn't. 
But even if Biden leaves that one alone, even if he doesn't bite on it, the current legislation has what's called a sunset provision, which means that the 2017 um, historically high estate tax exemption amount that we have now will drop back down really overnight as of January 1, 2026. If nothing happens at all between now and then, we're going to have a reduction down to a $5 million per person exemption. So I, I think that there are a lot more people who should be tuning in and focusing on tax planning who might have been pretty lax over these last few years with these really high rates. Now, one thing, as I mentioned earlier, in my career, the estate tax has really always been in flux, right? It, it changes every four or every eight years with a new administration. It goes up, it goes down. It's a particularly unpopular tax, though, of course, because it is a double taxation, right? You've already paid uh, income taxes on these assets, and now the government is taxing them again. So there has been, been a general trend upwards. But here we are. It looks like we're going to take a nosedive back down. I think that flexibility is really important in our estate planning for clients right now, given the uncertainty. And one of my, and there are a lot of different tax planning techniques that we use, but one thing that we might consider for a client is called a disclaimer trust. And, you know, I really like disclaimer trusts for husbands and wives who have common beneficiaries, meaning the same kids and the same grandkids, and, you know, ultimately they want their money to go the same place. I like them a little bit less when I'm talking about a, a blended family or second marriages because that flexibility also brings some uncertainty to the plan. But with a disclaimer trust, you say, paragraph number one, I give everything to my spouse. Well, that sounds great. That's what, you know, many of us do in our planning. But then it goes on. And in paragraph number two, it essentially says, wait a minute, my spouse has the ability to disclaim, right, just to refuse to accept some of the assets that they might inherit from me. If my spouse disclaims them, then great. They go into a death tax sheltered trust for the benefit of the surviving spouse. And what I, I think that gives us the ability to sort of have our cake and eat it too. It's a, it's a trust document that we create now during lifetime that we do not intend to fund until the first spouse passes away. But the, it allows the surviving spouse to, when the, when the first spouse dies, they can take a look at the assets, they can take a look at the tax laws, they can try to project, project and see what might be coming down the pipe in the future, and it allows them to do some, you know, after-death tax planning. So those disclaimer trusts are great because they, again, allow the spouse to soak up any estate tax exemption of whoever dies first. Um, but, but that flexibility can be huge. So I, I really I like that an awful lot. And, Jamie, don't you think sometimes people don't really approach the subject of trust because they think they're going to lose control of their money? I mean, we hear that a lot of times when we bring up the topic. It's like, I don't know if I want to use a trust because I really feel I can't control my money anymore. Can you maybe speak to that for a second? I would love to speak to that. I, I, I agree. I hear that a lot, too. People think trusts are, they're cumbersome. They're too expensive. They're too um, esoteric. I don't understand them. And so they just push them away. And, and that loss of control is, is a big factor. But I'll tell you, for m 
I won't say all, but for many of the trusts that we use, even the trusts that we use for asset protection planning and these disclaimer trusts that I was just describing, you absolutely can designate the spouse, or if we're talking about, like I did in the last segment, a trust for an adult child, you could even say the child there, the beneficiary can be the trustee. And therefore, the trust is designed to give some, you know, whether it's creditor protection or tax savings, divorce protection. But we're not trying to pre- prevent or, pre- or excuse me, punish the beneficiary. We still want the money to be available to them and for them. So absolutely, we often structure these documents so that, in my case of the disclaimer trust, the surviving spouse is the trustee. So they can make investments as they see fit. They can access whatever money they need. But at the end of the day, whatever is left in that trust when the surviving spouse passes away those assets at that time can go down to the next generation, you know, again, legacy planning, without any further tax. And at least the way the law is right now, not only does the initial, you know, if you disclaim a million dollars, not only does that a million dollars go to the next generation, but if that million dollars over time appreciated and is now worth, you know, a million one or a million two, that whole amount goes down to the next generation without further estate tax. So it's really, they're wonderful vehicles that give good planning and asset protection and also flexibility. Well, that's some great information right there. Listen, if you're if you're listening today and you're you're saying, "Wow, okay, I didn't realize that this is," and I'm gonna with the couple minutes we have left, I'm gonna ask Jamie in a second to maybe talk about the process. But if you would want to talk with Jamie, what I would suggest is give us a call at two one five seven nine eight ninety eighty eight, and we'll connect you. We'll make sure that you want to get questions answered about the basics, or you think maybe some of these trust structures might be appropriate for you. Jamie's the expert. She can answer those questions for you and and you could be on a path to make sure that the federal government doesn't take more than its fair share. So Jamie, with the we got about three and a half minutes left uh, on this segment. Can you maybe talk about what the process looks like if if somebody were to come out and visit with you? Of course. Um, well, first of all, the coming out and visiting in COVID has been a little bit different for us. You know, we're we're slowly starting to open our doors, but right now we're doing most of our uh, consultations and our meetings with clients via Zoom. So I guess that's like most people these yep. days. Um, but the process, I think, while many people are intimidated, you know, often they've never had dealings with a lawyer before. Um, let me speak to that. I'll tell you, estate planners are a kinder, gentler type of lawyer. <laughs> I don't do any litigation. I don't want to fight with you. I'm not fighting with your kids. I feel like my role is to help you get to the best place, right? Get to where you want to be. And that means providing for your family, providing for your loved ones, protecting assets, being mindful of the taxes. So that's my goal. So so my process, when you call the office to schedule a consultation, we send out an initial packet that we don't want you to be overwhelmed by, but we want you to complete because it gives us some good information to jumpstart the conversation. Let's me know who the kids are, what the assets look like, so I can be prepared right when we, you know, first engage. And then during our initial consultation, we'll walk through your goals and objectives. And, you know, I've got to be a good listener to hear you and to know what you want to do so I can make suggestions that make sense for you and for your your world and your needs. 
And so we'll walk through together to devise a plan, and you'll tell me what your priorities are, what your objectives are, which son or daughter-in-law you can't stand. You know, you, you got to be comfortable to tell me the good and the bad in order for me to be most effective. And then once I you know, gather all that good information from you, I start drafting, right? I go back to my desk and I and I start preparing documents. I send them then out to my clients to review. And then they call and they have questions and we talk about them. Um, and once everything looks good, satisfactory to you, then we put them in place, right? We make an appointment to get everything signed. But I will say one area where I think that People like me, that estate planners, often drop the ball is on the beneficiary designated piece, right? I know we're I know we're running out of time to talk about IRAs and Roths, but you know, so many people have the bulk of their wealth in retirement accounts. And I could draft the best trust in the world, but if all of your assets are in qualified accounts and therefore passed by beneficiary designations, they never get to my trust if I don't structure the beneficiaries properly. So I want to wrap all of that up for you and and for my clients and make sure that we haven't left anything, you know, out in the wind. So so that's really the process. It's a very comprehensive process. I think we certainly pride ourselves on that and on, again, being good listeners and tax professionals. Jamie Morgan, if she comes on to the program hosted by Thrive Financial Services and gets your endorsement, then she's part of your team. That's great stuff. Great information. If you missed any of the show, uh, any of what Jamie had to say in the last two segments, or you want to listen and consume this entire show, um, I'm sure the marketing team, the team here at Thrive, will have this up on the website. You can download and listen to this as a podcast. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Well done, Jamie. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. Take care, Jamie. Really good stuff from Jamie Morgan. We'll get to our final commercial break back in a moment. And as we come back to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show again, David, special thanks to uh, Jamie Morgan. I don't know if you were able to see me intently trying to process a lot of information that were co- that was covered in those last two segments. And then as we were getting ready to go into the break, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. She started to touch on it. How does this all fit in? Hence, the roadmap to retirement. Yeah, well, we see it every day. I mean, these are the questions that she's answering are the questions that we get. I mean, um, it's hit our families personally, right? Not having uh, certain types of documents in place. We get questions about, you know, a son of a, you know, of, you know, a single mom, um, her, her son's married, she's not in love with the daughter-in-law, you know, how do you structure all of that? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, Karen, you know, unfortunately, Karen's got, you know, a story that, you know, hits home. And I think it's important to hear because again, procrastination, Mm -hmm. not just in tax planning, but in estate tax planning, the basics, what we learned today, right? A will, a medical directive, durable power of attorney. Those are just the basics, but that's part of your plan. And if you don't have those, like Jamie said, you have a plan. It's dictated by the state government what's going to happen to your money. So, Kara, I mean, do you want to just kind of share for a minute? 
Yep. And it is kind of a daunting task when you look at it. We went through the process and it, it's, you know, it's something that has to be done. But uh, and it can. And by the way, I don't know how Karen convinced our attorney <laughs> to put everything in her name. Um, I'm the beneficiary. So yeah. that, so. Good job. But it is a daunting task. And it's sometimes you hear all there's so many different trusts and this and that. But, you know go speak with an estate planning attorney, just like you go to a financial advisor. They're going to give you the information. And Jamie sure knows what she's talking about. And she's a very friendly and calming person, as you can tell from the show. Um, But I personally have experienced the situation where there was no medical directive in place. And unfortunately, this happened about two years ago now. Um, My father was healthy, but in his 80s. And just a normal day, and leaving a little league game for one of my nephews and he fell and injured himself and he never never woke up from the uh, head injury and in the process at the hospital there was no medical directive in place so first we had to make the decision do we uh, put him on a ventilator never knew it was going to happen and then the the time came where they said we don't know if anything's going to come of this. Is he going to get healthy? Is he going to become normal again, Uh, be able to do activities of daily life? And we had to make the decision. And it was horrible. It was a horrible decision to make. All the family was there and it was a very tearful time. And you go, am I making the right decision? And that's what's scary. And we don't want our children to ever be put in that position so that's medical directive one piece of the puzzle but you gotta have that along with your estate plan yeah i think about like what karen just said and and you, you wait till it's too late where all of a sudden you're making decisions that are emotional that aren't necessarily rational. So it's, it, I think I shared a little bit earlier, you either pay a little bit now or you pay a lot more later. And that's not just money, but it's emotional time that's, that's spent with it all as well, just of, of needing to address all those things up front. I mean, we, we, can, we can probably spend a whole show on all the mistakes that we've seen over the time. I mean, it, like I, I start thinking about, Jamie said it, is making sure that I can come up with the most spectacular plans. But, and we see it, David Carrot and I, every day, where the significant, the most amount of monies that people have are tied up into their 401ks and IRAs or life insurance or annuities. All those things mean nothing if those beneficiaries don't agree with all those documents that you just went through. I think about a lot of our clients where um, as we onboard people, whether they're, they're do-it-yourselfers or from other institutions, here's one of the things we always ask people, and I want our listening audience to please listen to this, is who are those beneficiaries? What estate planning documents do you already have on file? Because you might be over here at Vanguard and you decide to go over to Fidelity, for example, and you're just putting Tom, Dick, and Harry on as your beneficiaries, but that didn't match where it was, where you got all those estate planning documents done, where you had everything set up perfectly over at Vanguard, but most people are just order takers over here at the next institution where you're just going through conventional systems like, ah, it's just a list of kids on there, where you spent time, energy, and money in putting an incredible estate plan together, but then you go through a little change in life, and then all of a sudden amnesia or the ostrich approach kicks in, and you don't simply keep things in alignment. Yeah, think about the person that worked for a company for numbers and numbers of years, had a 401k, switch companies. That new company didn't have an option for a 401k, so they left the original one at the previous employer. And in the interim, they got divorced. 
So uh-oh. out of right, uh-oh. out of sight, out of mind. The beneficiary of the four hundred one k was the original spouse, right? So now the new spouse, the husband passes away. The new spouse knew that there was retirement money they were expecting to receive. But that money went to the previous spouse because the beneficiaries were never changed, right? This is why you need an empathetic steward, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who can Good oversee word. who's, you know, number one, being a fiduciary, making sure they check all the boxes, ask all the right questions. Retirement, folks, you got one shot. You don't get a do-over, People forget that. They do. Right? They also forget, and this is a big one, Joe, you may have 2 or $3 million today. You may have two Social Security checks coming into the household. You may have a pension check or two coming into the household. You may be getting a required minimum distribution. And that is way more than what your expenses are. And all of a sudden, when you retire 65, 70, whatever that number is, and then you live to 80 or so, 85, you may start it with two or three million. You may end up with seven or eight because of performance of the markets. I didn't think I needed estate planning. Well, then it's a little too late to put the stuff in place when you're no longer here. So these are the types of things. Like Karen's story, we lived through that, right? That was one of the most difficult things for the family to try to, you know, kind of work through. Because you're you're always guessing. You're always second guessing. Did we make the right decision? Did it happen too soon? All of that. Beneficiary change is going to the wrong. I mean, there's so much. It it, it becomes an absolute mess. I mean, so when you start talking about like what everything we're talking about in this segment, I mean, Jimmy did a spectacular job today. just boiling it down to the ridiculous. But when you start talking about some of the most uh, important uh, estate planning uh, tools that people are taking advantage of, we talk about it all the time, the elimination of the stretch IRA from the SECURE Act. We didn't even touch on today. We're watching it come out as we speak is the elimin- elimination of the cost basis. What happens if uh, that we, we've talked about even with Dom, like what happens when you pass away in the beach house? And even you, Joe, talking about Cape May is you want to make sure it stays in the family's hands. And again, the topic can become so overwhelming, but this is it. Estate planning can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be if you have professionals on your side. David Karen and I, were not attorneys, but it's our job to go out and vet out the best of the best in the Delaware Valley and work with them because it's important. You hear it. An estate plan is an important part of your retirement plan, and it should work with, this is important, all other aspects. We have so many people that are just splitting it all together. It needs to be hand-in-hand with all those tax minimization strategies. What happens if one of us gets sick? Long-term care planning. But no matter what your family situation or, or what you want to do with your wealth after you pass on, we can help. And it's customized. So whether we want to chat with us here at Thrive or chat with Jamie, start with a conversation. Call us, 215-798-9088, and let's have that estate and legacy planning conversation. It needs to start. No more ostrich approach. We need to be proactive with everything we're talking about week over week. If I brought 1,000 of your clients and I put them all in the, sta- in the stadium, that would be 1,000 different plans your roadmap to retirement is as individual as you great show today that's going to do it for roadmap to retirement the radio show again thank you jamie for being a part of the show on behalf of david bazaar karen bazaar and brett elam i'm joe kraus see you next time everybody 
Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brendy Lim, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Office headquarters located in Fort Washington and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.